What are you guys doing? Hold on. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Hey, Prime, it's me. Um, I just found out Jad's gonna be out of town on Friday and I have to leave for work like at seven in the morning. Um, and I hate to ask, but I was just wondering if you could come and get them ready for school. Guys, what are you doing? Let me know if you can. Thanks, bye. Okay, can you guys please get out of my closet? My husband and I have two young kids. He works and I'm trying to get back to work. And I'm really struggling with that age old, crazy making question, how to be good at work and at home. So I'm asking moms and dads about what they do and how they do it, how they manage to get out the door every day. There's a particular smell of the jetway. When you are leaving the terminal of the airport, whatever that machine is, whatever chemicals are nearby, it has a specific smell. And that's the smell to me that like signifies the adventure is getting started. I just love that. Cameron Hickey is a cinematographer. He also produces and edits mostly documentaries. He's on the road a lot, and he actually loves that part of his job. Being away from his wife and two kids, not so much. I know from experience how stressful and frustrating it could be to be the parent left behind. So what's it like for Cameron? But let's start at the beginning, which is when Cameron fell in love with his work and his future wife. Lauren and I met um, in the dark room at our college. So she was like the one running the dark room and I was one of the students in there, you know, developing my photos back when you actually printed photos on paper. Cameron says that's when he fell in love with Lauren. It took her more time to come around. They didn't really start dating till after college. And around that time, Lauren got a chance to work on a film. Cameron would hang out at Lauren's job and eventually convinced her boss to hire him too. And that's it. They were hooked. They decided to leave New York, move to Greece, and become documentary filmmakers. We were not married. We didn't have kids. It was sort of like uh, an exciting adventure. Bought ourselves a what was at the time the high-end prosumer video camera and went to Greece in search of a documentary film. They ended up living in Greece for two years. They made their first film together called Garlic and Watermelons. I love that title. Then they moved back to the States and started working on another film, this time in Pakistan. We've always been passionate about international stories and you know traveling and exploring the world, so we've done that pretty much ever since. So you guys work well together? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you decide to get married? We decided to get married because we were in love and it was sort of the natural next step. I don't think that um, we had expected to be the kind of people that would um, follow the conventional lifestyle of, you know, getting married, having a big wedding and doing all of that, but um, turns out those things are really for your extended family. Did getting married change anything for you? Well, it's funny, you know, the, uh, we got married and uh, then a couple days later, Lauren flew to Doha and I flew to Toronto because we both had to go to different film festivals uh, in different countries. <laughs> um, and so I would say right off the bat, no, it didn't change anything. 
fast forward and Cameron and his wife are still working on documentaries, but things are a little different now. For one, they have two kids. Declan and Calder, five years old and one year old. And while his wife has chosen projects closer to home, Cameron still travels all over the world. Finally achieved my gold mileage status on Delta, thanks to all the flying I've been doing. In the last year, I've gone to Turkey, Jordan, Tunisia, Guatemala, Canada, and, you know, two dozen places all over the U.S. So tell me a little bit about what your schedule is like. My schedule is not my own. Um, I work for other people. Sometimes, luckily, that's my wife. You're freelance. I'm a, yeah, I'm a freelancer. Other people tell me, I need you in this place on this date for this many days. Are you available or not? And generally speaking, my desire is to be available and get to do those things, both because I like the adventure, I tend to like the kinds of stories I get to work on, and, uh, and I need to work. So Can you give me an estimate of you know, how much time you think you're away from home? I would say I think I'm away about 25% of the time. Um, at the moment, it's it's picked up a lot in the last year and a half. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on the show Nova. That show in particular tends to push me other places. And so, yeah, I think I, I expect this year will probably be 25%. 25% of the time, you meaning like you're just gone or? Like one week a month, I'll be, I'll be out of town. I'll be away from the family. And what what has that been like on your family? How do you guys make that work? Um. <laughs> Lauren was working in the other room and overheard my question. You can't hear her, but she said it doesn't work. It's incredibly painful for my family. It's also incredibly painful for me. The summer before last, I, I was booked to be in the Netherlands for 16 days and probably five or six days into that I had just finished a very long day of shooting and so I was very exhausted getting ready to go to bed um, and missing my family so I called my wife and I found her at the park with my son with a bunch of our friends and she was in tears she was breaking down she was I don't know six months, maybe seven months pregnant at the time with our second child, taking care of our then three-and-a-half-year-old who was just being a terror that day. And she was saying, we can't do this. We can't manage. You have to come home now. And I was like, I still have another 10 days. I have to be here. Every time I leave, it sucks. Um, I travel with a bunch of equipment. Um, large cases, tripods, tons of cables and odds and ends and light stands and wires and things like that. And every time before I leave, I pull it all out in the middle of my living room, the same place where my children scatter the floor with their Legos and toys. And, uh, and I pack it all up. And it's a very visible thing that both of my children see and they know what's happening. They, you know, my older son, I can say, I'm leaving, I'm gonna to go to Guatemala for a week. The younger one doesn't have the language skills to understand what's going on, but he does see all that stuff and he knows exactly what's happening. And then as soon as all the, the gear is packed up and I start moving it out the door, he gets really upset. Him grabbing on and holding at my neck, screaming, no daddy, no. 
Have you declined jobs? Have you made adjustments? Or what is that decision-making like in your head? Well, um, <laughs> this is not a direct answer to that question, but after I got back from the Netherlands and then my wife was over, was into the eighth month of pregnancy, um, the entire production team from Nova, including the executive producer, was anxiously anticipating the birth of my child because I specifically said I'm not leaving again uh, because I can't not be here when my son is born. And so um, I definitely created some problems on that production because I was the cinematographer for it. And it, 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 there was one shoot that um, they had to do it without me. And of course, that was the shoot where all the interviews were out of focus and poorly lit and didn't make it into the show. <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, even the trip I'm doing next week, they asked me to go for essentially for eight days. And I said, no, let's go for three. Cause I can't be away from my family that long. Um, I have turned down other jobs that didn't seem, uh, they weren't going to be worth the adverse effects on my family. Was that really difficult to do since you are freelance? Um, it's always scary. It's, uh, I mean, you know. It would be an exaggeration to say we're living paycheck to paycheck, but we're just beyond that in terms of, you know, how much money we're making versus how much money we're spending. So every single job, I have to carefully consider. Did you ever consider doing something different? Um, I considered doing something different every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love the job that I do, and so um, every time I think about being stuck in front of a computer or sitting in an office every day, I get kind of sick. I, there's a story um, I like to tell. I was doing a story about this guy that was um, protesting for campaign finance reform, and his march through the Arctic tundra that is uh, northern New Hampshire in January. And so I, by myself, drove pretty much to the Canadian border and followed this 10-mile march uh, through freezing rain and snow. You know, it was in the middle of nowhere. And here, 50 people are marching, carrying signs, demanding campaign finance reform. And then two weeks later, I was in New York City in gorgeous loft uh, shooting interviews for a commercial for an ad agency, getting paid three times the price, having a crew of people to work for me, having craft services, and halfway through the day, I just thought, this makes me sick to my stomach doing this work. And that day when I was freezing my balls off in the middle of New Hampshire, I felt so exhilarated. That's what I love about my job. So, you know, the suffering and the pain, if it's physical, if it's emotional, if it's a little bit of a toll on my family, it's going to have to get a lot worse before I'm going to not do it. So there's one more thing that Cameron and I spoke about, which really stayed with me. And uh, it has to do with something he mentioned before, which is that every once in a while, Cameron and Lauren do get to work on projects together. It's a rare occasion for Cameron to do the thing he loves with the people he loves. And that also includes his kids. About two years ago, when we only had one child, we went to California to shoot a story about 
poverty in Silicon Valley. It was my wife's story. She produced it. I was shooting. And it was really about homeless people living in these odd places in Silicon Valley. And we found a location where a bunch of really poor people were living under a bridge. And we went there with our three-year-old son asleep in a stroller, camera in tow, microphone in hand, and it was very satisfying to think, well, we're parents, but we can still pull off this thing that we both find fun, exciting, fulfilling. We get to expose our child to things other people don't expose their kids to. We get to explain to our son what we're doing. Um, this past fall, we worked together on a story about Syrian refugees living in Turkey. And so we both got paid to fly to Turkey, and we figured we can't be away from our kids for that long, so we turned a one-week trip into a two-week trip, um, bought our children and my stepfather tickets to Turkey, and we all went to Turkey together. There were these moments where our children were playing in the courtyard of this family's house with the youngest kid from this family, you know, these uh, little Syrian kid, and, uh, and we got to shoot our film. It was, you know, my son was very excited to get back to school and tell everybody about uh, the people from Syria he had met. He missed school, but it was definitely a worthwhile experience. I think he gained more than he lost from that week of school. I mean, I know a lot of people who wouldn't have done that, like myself. I think I would have just been too overwhelmed to even think about doing that. I mean, how did that, why is that important to you guys? Not only did you, would you have thought it was a bad idea, Everyone else in our lives thought it was a bad idea. Man, I've never heard my own mom get so mad at me about the idea of taking her grandkids somewhere she didn't think we should go. But we were confident it wasn't dangerous, and that's why we were willing to do it. But all the work that we do, even when it's a little bit less serious, it's about finding stories that need to be told or sharing information with the world that needs to be shared. And getting to see us doing that I think instills that value in him more than me packing up bags and vanishing for a week. There's this video that we have of my older son when he was two years old going through that map right there. Argentina is right here. What's this country called? Russia. Russia. And what's this country called? China. And had taught him where all of these countries were. Korea. For as many of them as we could, we would associate people with them. Where's Nana from? Guatemala. Where's Guatemala on the map? Do you know? This is Guatemala. Who lives in Greece? Papu. That's right. We associated this map with people and from a very young age taught him about like, there is this great big rest of the world. Where does Tim live? And we're really excited about it. It's a place, you know, we consider it an adventure to go to all these places. Pakistan! That's right, Pakistan! That we get to do that professionally is essentially a perk of our lives that we then want to share with our kids. We don't want to shield them from it. I've been trying to convince my wife to bring our kids along to Guatemala next week, but I think uh, Guatemala might in fact be more dangerous than <laughs> some of the places in the Middle East. <laughs> so we're not doing that.
By the way, Cameron recently traveled to Sierra Leone to work on a story about Ebola. He wrote about his experience covering the Ebola crisis as a dad. You can read it on the PBS NewsHour website. And Lauren's film on the Syrian refugees is also out. It's part of a series called The Trials of Spring. You can watch it on the New York Times website. The music is by Shaky Graves from Austin, Texas. I'm Carla Murthy, and this is Getting Out the Door. Thanks for listening.